The Second Letter to the Christians at Corinth, Chapter 12 I don't think it's really a good thing for me to boast at all, but if I must, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord himself. I know a man in Christ who, fourteen years ago, had the experience of being caught up into the third heaven. I don't know whether it was an actual physical experience. Only God knows that. All I know is that this man was caught up into paradise. I repeat, I do not know whether this was a physical happening or not. God alone knows. This man heard words that cannot, and indeed must not, be put into human speech. I am proud of an experience like that, but I have made up my mind not to boast of anything personal, except of my weaknesses. If I should want to boast, I should certainly be no fool, for I should be speaking nothing but the truth. Yet I am not going to do so, for I don't want anyone to think more highly of me than is warranted by what he sees of me and hears from me. So tremendous, however, were the revelations that God gave me, that in order to prevent my becoming absurdly conceited, I was given a stabbing pain, one of Satan's angels, to plague me and effectually stop any conceit. Three times I begged the Lord for it to leave me, but his reply has been, My grace is enough for you, for where there is weakness, my power is shown the more completely. Therefore I have cheerfully made up my mind to be proud of my weaknesses, because they mean a deeper experience of the power of Christ. I can even enjoy weaknesses, insults, privations, persecutions and difficulties for Christ's sake, for my very weakness makes me strong in Him. I have made a fool of myself in this boasting business, but you force me to do it. If only you had had a better opinion of me, it would have been quite unnecessary, for I am not really in the least inferior, nobody as I am, to these extra special messengers. You have made a demonstration of the power God gives to a genuine messenger by his sheer endurance, as well as the miracles, signs and works of spiritual power that you saw with your own eyes. What makes you feel so inferior to the other churches? Is it because I have not allowed you to support me, financially? My humblest apologies for this great wrong. Now I am all ready to visit you for the third time, and I am still not going to be a burden to you. It is you I want, not your money. Children don't have to be put by their savings for their parents. Parents do that for their children. Consequently, I will most gladly spend and be spent for your good utterly. Does that mean that the more I love you, the less you love me? All right then, I hear you say. We agree that he himself had none of our money. But are you thinking that I nevertheless was rogue enough to catch you by some trick? Just think, did I make any profit out of the messengers I sent you? I asked Titus to go and sent the brother with him. You don't think Titus made anything out of you, do you? Yet didn't I act in the same spirit as he, and take the same line as he did? Are you thinking all this time, that I am trying to justify myself in your eyes? Actually, I am speaking in Christ before God himself, and my only reason for so doing, my dear friends, is to help you in your spiritual life. For I must confess, that I am afraid that when I come I shall not perhaps find you as I should like to find you, and that you will not find me quite as you would like me to be. I am afraid of finding arguments, jealousy, ill-feeling, divided loyalties, slander, whispering, pride and disharmony. When I come again, will God make me feel ashamed of you as I stand among you? Shall I have to grieve over many who have sinned already and are not yet sorry for the impurity, the immorality and the lustfulness of which they are guilty?